In the basement of the library at Johns Hopkins, archivist James Stimpert showed me letters Watson wrote to the university's president soon after joining the psychology department as a professor in 1908. He was just 30 at the time and seems to have been focusing his work entirely on animals. Okay, here is where he lays out uh, what he says he needs for materials for his laboratory. And this is a two-page memorandum. Oh, uh, yes, he needs, he needs 12 small rat cages, two large monkey cages, a dozen rats and three kittens. And the three kittens was going to cost one dollar fifty. <laughs> In 1913, he gave a lecture where he used the term behaviourist in the title, which was a, an important point where he identified a psychologist as being a behaviourist and he was a behaviourist. At that time he was also running the um, experiments we think of behaviourists as doing, as running rat maze experiments and things like that. There was a, a large dividing line at the time between human psychology and animal psychology and he got very hostile reactions from his peers and from the public at the time because he was if you like, looking to break down that, that barrier between the psychology of animals and the psychology of humans. People have commented that, you know, Darwin said we, we just had common ancestors to animals and, and Watson was saying that we behaved the same way as rats. Behaviorism was largely a reaction to a kind of psychology going on in Europe at that time called structuralism, and I guess the foremost structuralist was Wilhelm Wundt. It was very reflective, philosophical, introspective, and there are many people who didn't think this was a good approach. They didn't think it was objective. They didn't think it was verifiable. Watson, his big contribution was to say we should really just be studying something that's objective and observable, like physically defined stimuli and physically observable responses. So did he make psychology into a science, in a sense? Certainly not single-handed, but he built upon the work of Pavlov and Bektarev in Russia and Thorndike in the United States, and so he did help tremendously in advancing psychology. He was one of the first psychologists to write a great deal for popular magazines like Harper's and Cosmopolitan, which was quite a different magazine then than it is now. He was also one of the first psychologists to go on the radio and promote his views on the radio. Did he become quite famous amongst the public? He did. He was one of the most famous psychologists in the world at the time, probably the most famous psychologist in the world, but for Freud. He was also one of the first psychologists to use film and his famous Little Albert experiment was filmed for distribution to uh, promote his views and promote behaviorism. It was seen as very important. It was accepted on face value right away as a demonstration of classical conditioning of human emotions, but the results are nowhere near as strong as they're presented in textbooks. The Open University. For more information, go to www.open.edu forward slash iTunes U.